You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Hungover, a new miniseries where we follow some of our favorite theater artists on their way back to the stage. We're going to be checking in with these artists before rehearsal, during rehearsal, seeing the process, and then afterwards during performances. So you'll get a unique perspective on their journeys to getting back to normal. So grab your hair of the dog, because this is Hungover. Cheers! Click! Welcome to Hungover, an Equity One miniseries where we follow some of our favorite theater artists on their way back to the stage. I'm Elliot. And I'm Caleb. Welcome. Hi, Caleb. How's it going? So good. We are so happy to be here with an, an, a, fr- a dear friend. An old friend. Pod. An <laughs> old friend of the pod. You know him, you love him. Tim Hughes is here. Hi, thank Hi, you for having friend. me back. Of course. Now we've upped our um, we've upped our game a little bit, setup wise. For sure. Since we last spoke, uh, all sitting around one tiny microphone, <laughs> just talking for hours. Yeah. Now hours. I have my own handheld. I'm about to do a full stand up routine with this one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my yeah, 16 yeah. bar. Do I do 32 bars? Uh, it's just 16. This is a mini series. Yeah. We're doing eight bars today. Okay. We okay. don't have time. So. It's like Sir Flight Theater um, chorus call. Well, eight give bars. Give us the money note. Okay. Absolutely no. Um, Tim, so good to see you. You too. You're, you have a nice glow. Thank you. From the sun. Fresh off a week in California. Oh, how was it? It was wonderful. I, I um. As we know, I'm going. I'm going back to work next week, so I, I needed just uh, a a different scene for a little bit. Just try to escape, get some nature, get some beach time. Um, I was telling you, I, I was supposed to go to Belize. Uh, my passport was expired, so I switched it up and went to California to see friends <laughs> and um, nature, and 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 it actually was exactly what i needed good yeah good yeah that passport story was just unbelievable i couldn't oh my god (laughs) couldn't get out believe it 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 happened (laughs) is this your first uh major vacation during the pandemic or did you get out before um definitely my first like actual vacation Uh there have been um everything uh, every other like moment of traveling has been to see my family at some point um whether it was the beginning of the quarantine when i like drove to my sisters outside of indianapolis and was there for over two months 
Um, and then my family finally got together vaccinated around Mother's Day um, in Wisconsin, um, where I'm originally from. And then my brother's 40th birthday was up in the Twin Cities end of June. Nice. So oh, nice. All, all okay, family good. traveled. Yeah. So this was the only, this was the first personal just travel. Just for you. Travel, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I, we just got back from our kind of me travel. Michael and I went to Provincetown Ooh. last week, and it was very fun. Uh, but of course midweek was when they like reinstated a mask mandate inside so we were like yeah okay well that july so 4th, much for like uh, a year and a half out. trip right. making did you feel safe did you yeah i mean okay. i felt safe i mean uh t- to be honest i um was never anticipating on participating in the activities that most likely um caused an mm. outbreak in provincetown mm-hmm. to begin with spit with transfer. lots of people <laughs> <laughs> lots of breath so anyway so we felt safe <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> uh-huh. and it was gorgeous we had great weather so we did everything that we possibly could outside um i love pete down oh me too it's the best it's beautiful it's great yeah it's the best well okay you told us a little bit about your travels during the pandemic but like you know, since things happened on March 12th, when we all kind of were told we are not going back to work for a while. Yeah. You've, what was, what was the beginning of that like for you? Well, I had, I had banked all my vacation for 2020. So I had, um, a me trip planned for May of 2020 Mm -hmm. to South America. And then I had a a full two-week family trip planned to Italy in July. So I had all my weeks of vacation banked up, and I hadn't used them yet. So when Broadway first shut down, I was like, this felt like a vacation. My I was exhausted. And I, and I hadn't taken a vacation um, in my year on Broadway with Frozen. So I hadn't taken actually time off in about two over two years. Wow. Um, so immediately my body was like, oh, take some time to rest. Mm-hmm. I went upstate. Uh, my dear friends live up um, near Kingston. Um, and then I was realizing I was, after about a week, I was like, oh, I'm going to overstay my welcome here. Um, and I decided to drive cross country to, s- to spend some time with my sister and her family, um, quarantined there. Um, and I just, my body kind of like shut down a little bit. Like it just was, it needed to rest. Yeah. Um, usually the lull between gigs, like I've been really good at, like getting back into a studio and working on my book and, um, my own skill set on my own. And I could not do it. I just had no motivation to do that. Um, and then finally in like the middle, actually I got back to, um, New York in June. Oh no, this was before that because eventually when i was at my sister's house like just killing time in random random ass indiana um luckily she had put like a mini dance studio in her basement (laughs) oh amazing (laughs) yes yes so i finally like found inspiration just um putting on music that i loved and it just started dancing again and then i actually put together like four or five combinations I've never choreographed before. Um, and I was like, just I- I- in case I want to do something um, this summer with this. Yeah. And I decided to do um, a camp called Movement Through the Movies, where I explored choreography through movie musicals, ending with Greatest Showman. Um, and it was such a huge hit. And I realized that like my need 
to move um, and to find new motivation and inspiration was a common factor for a lot of people in, yep, in yeah, the pandemic. Totally. Nobody could find the inspiration to move. Um, and I realized immediately um, during this campus, we couldn't really focus, I couldn't really focus as a teacher on teaching technique via Zoom. Like yeah. a virtual class is very different than yeah. an actual classroom for dance specifically. Um, so with those things in mind, I designed a full um, program called Performer's Puzzle, which I launched, it's, it's about a year now. It's been a year. That's running so this, crazy. Yeah, this company um, since last September. And it is a group of performers across the world. Um, we dance live on Wednesdays. Uh, every class can be downloaded if you can't make the live. I do a little program programming in the beginning of each month, a little programming at the end of each month, and all members have access to everything. Um, and I'm going to, it's been such an unbelievable like silver lining to the pandemic um, to have selfishly stayed motivated and stayed active and artistic and then to have had this like world of performers across the country who like came along for the ride and found the same kind of inspiration and motivation that I was needing for myself. Um, it was, it's been very, very rewarding. Uh, and I hope that my plan is to uh, um, adjust some of the scheduling to accommodate um, maintaining it and keeping it up yeah. um, as I go back to um, Broadway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did, um, I mean, that was, that was like the beginning stages of um, the, the pandemic and then how I got back to yeah. New York. And then luckily studios, like I've been using um, studios since I got back. Right. No, th they've been available and, mm -hmm. um, and I've been here performing and nobody has really been like renting those studios out to, because there's nothing to practice for. Exactly. Right. So it's, yeah, 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 rehearse for. Like, I get this whole studio open door to myself? For right. sure, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's such an, it's like an interesting time, especially now I feel like kind of where things are getting back, but not really, but there's studio space, but it's maybe a little harder to get, but it's, you know, all of these things. Like I went to open jar the other day and there was like, a giant reading happened and thousands and like hundreds of people in the lobby. And I was like, Whoa, I, this has been empty for months ever. I, yeah. I can't remember yeah. seeing it this full, any studio space in recent memory, like getting back to it is really, it's been, you know, it's, it's, I think it's been different for everyone. I know speaking for myself personally, it's been really, really challenging. Like I feel like now that the kind of like, I feel like we're in a different chapter right now. It's like we were, you know, if you were being creative during the pandemic, that's kind of like either continuing or maybe petering off and we're getting back to auditions. It's been like, I feel like I'm learning a completely different industry to be honest. For sure. I think I learned so much about myself as a teacher and a performer through what I was attempting to um, pass on to students. Mm -hmm. The whole metaphor of performance puzzle is like to really define your own puzzle piece and not try to fit into another puzzle that somebody else is trying to create. Uh -huh. um, and like uh, I had said before, like I kind of learned, continued to learn that lesson for myself. Like I had experienced that before that I was able to start practicing that and passing on that message. But then I just got to really um, live in that for real for a year and coming out of that and going back to what I was doing before I'm half I'm finding I have to strike a new balance like I'm a different perf performer I'm a different person um, coming out of this time and finding that like recalibrating that balance in um, into a new show again or into an old show will mm -hmm. be 
a challenge. It'll be interesting. I think a lot of people are going to be facing that if going back and then realizing, oh, maybe I'm not meant for this anymore. Not saying that you're feeling that feeling, but I wonder if a lot of people have those wheels turning of like, okay, I came back. This isn't what I wanted it to be, and I'm ready to move on to something else, which is good. Yeah. I mean, I... I also did was doing a lot of reading on systemic racism and a lot of um, uh, in- inclusion and equality and Black Lives Matter this past um, year, and the things that I have learned from that and become more aware of, um, I'm going to be hyper aware of and hypersensitive of them going back into these rehearsal rooms, and it's an interesting. Um, thing to be picking up on those nuances yeah. that that we're mm-hmm. now all tiny things that you yeah now we're all now I personally am way more aware of um, that exist you know it's going to be it's a complete shift in um, my perspective of the world and and um, the industry uh, and it will be a continuous like a continuous process and, and challenge yeah. to maintain that awareness yeah to see kind of how differently you know how differently everyone is going to show up to make the like needed change that has to be yeah um, made from top down Mm -hmm. and how how much as we you know if we're in the ensemble of the show how how much can we influence that change just in our small role yeah i can i i feel like we uh ensemble members so often feel powerless Mm -hmm. And we can't be, you know, we, we can no longer, no performer can be powerless in this industry. Um, and that'll be part of the interesting transition back mm-hmm. is people who are prob- like finally bringing voice to their concerns and their problems with how they've been historically treated, um, especially in the ensemble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, I think that from learning to so much about equity and inclusion in the workplace that's also brought so much more light on other aspects of the workplace and how you know different things that go into being a performer like for instance you had you were very um vocal and active in um uh, conversations with and about actors equity association and kind of where um they were failing membership during this time Mm -hmm. so do you want to kind of talk about maybe to the our listener who might not be aware that those conversations were happening yeah so um beginning of march 2021 um our actors equity had released safety protocols and procedures that i read through um and they felt like they had been created march of 2020 right um it felt like um we had learned so much about this pandemic um, in a year and things had evolved and our understanding of how to prevent it had changed. Um, And simultaneously, I'm also part of the SAG-AFTRA union and they had um, created protocols and safety protocols and procedures that had been released July of 2020 um, that had reopened their industry pretty safely um, and had gotten um, actors back to work. Um, and I saw that the, um, mindset of actors equity and that the leadership at our union was serving as a roadblock, um, to our industry reopening. Um, and they were just waiting 
for and banking everything on a the vaccine, vaccine yeah. which th- the the safety protocols still kind of do. I mean, they right. just bank everything entirely on on the effectiveness of the vaccine. And so far, so good, right. um, which is great. But, you know, now we're talking about boosters and how long the vaccine will, will roll out. And I think in general, our union is not very proactive in addressing um, safety protocols and procedures, and they're very reactive, mm-hmm. um, which is w- which we've seen the result of in having our industry um, have little to no um, money being made and, and nothing being produced for about a year and a half right. um, as a result of just waiting for someone else to figure out the problem for somebody else. Yeah. To, and, yeah. yeah. Or the yeah. vaccine, yeah. you know, yeah. for somebody else to figure it all out instead of um, thinking outside of the box, you know, right. the, our industry is filled with wonderfully creative people Real who are, people, yeah who are solution makers, you know, they, they are looking for solutions. Um, so when that happened, I, I, I recognized that it was a, that there needed to be a conversation, um, that, uh, had to be had, um, that more voices of membership needed to be heard. Um, and the ball really needed to get rolling because if, because we were going to be behind and I still think we were behind and are behind. Um, it, it feels getting back on, um, our feet now and opening the industry, even though I start rehearsal next week, like the production contract really wasn't approved by Rune until like this week or, or something crazy. I mean, it's, it's last minute. Some performers don't even have a contract yet. Yeah. I've talked to in shows and they're like, we had costume fittings, but I don't have a rehearsal. I mean, I don't have a contract yet, which is like. Well, yeah. So the the rollout feels um, uh, f- like fast tracked and 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 complicated. Like I don't even have a, a schedule yet. Like I know what day I'm starting, but I don't have the m- the month long. Here's what your the future of your right. uh-huh. um, rehearsal schedule is going to look like, and that's um, n- not usually the case. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had written that letter um, that had prompted. Um, I, th- I mean, I think nearly 3,000 members had, yeah. had signed it. Um, we did end up uh, having a, a very limited opportunity to speak at a town hall, mm-hmm. um, which was something that was v- continuously frustrating for me. Yeah. Um, I've engaged with a handful of members, um, concerned members, for a majority of this time off, um, and some, and a handful of concerned counselors. Um, and I, I still believe the approach from our um, the epidemiologist who we have on retainer at Equity is wrong. Um, frankly, I think it's um, the wrong approach. Um, and I still think that the communication um, issue and the inability for members' voices to be heard at Actors' Equity is a huge problem. Yeah. And I think that what was, um, you know, it was a very frustrating time for a lot of people trying to not just get back to work, but like know that that the union who is supposed to be looking out for us is actually doing that job and mm-hmm. acting with our best interests at heart, which of course safety from COVID, of course, but what people don't forget is that Broadway houses have ridiculous mold problems. We're getting sick from the theaters themselves already. Mm-hmm. So like there are so many safety concerns that weren't even being addressed that are just kind of like, you know, it is what it is that 
hopefully the term safety will actually come to mean safety and not just when there's pressure or a pandemic to look at one thing. Like you have to create a safe work environment. That's why we have unions in the first place. Mm -hmm. And create a system in place that will allow for that conversation to continue. So it's not a one-time thing. And I don't think that that was effectively created. I don't think that there is really a, um, a structure in place for members to effectively be heard with their concerns um, that w- could easily result in action. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it's, it's top down. It's because yeah. also those conversations are made very difficult also with the Broadway league and producers and those kinds of things. So hopefully everything, all these conversations that we've been having um, about safety in a broad sense in our workplace. Um, hopefully there's some kind of movement. <laughs> yeah. Little by little, it seems, but. I think that the, and go, I think that the issues are intertwined too, you know, yeah. like the n- accountability and transparency. Mm-hmm. I think th- those overarching issues um permeate the social aspect, the racial aspects, the systemic um, racism. They also um, are permeating the issue of safety and the structure of our of capitalism and the structure of our union. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because like I had said before, like my awareness has shifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My perspective has shifted. I yeah. think that's what's exciting about this series is we're going to be checking in with everyone throughout around in, in other theaters and around the country. So we'll actually find out what are the procedures and yeah. how they are changing. Yeah. If, if at all. If at all, yeah. Yeah, I know that, I, I know that um, we will be tested once a week at Hadestown. I know Passover is testing twice a week. They have um, brought on retainer a different epidemiologist than oh, okay. um, a, a doctor that I have been in conversation with. Um, and she's chosen to test the, that company in, um, two times a week. It's not required by our union to test vaccinated members at all. Interesting. Which is just, again, as we're seeing, I guess, with, I know, it's just, I find it exhausting, too. And it's just the reality of it. Like, <laughs> vaccinated people are contracting COVID now, yep. with the new yep. variant. So we, you just have to, like, pivot and quick. Um, so hopefully things don't go down again (laughs) yeah i know i can't bear it yeah i i would think that that producers have a um a better understanding of what needs to be prioritized i'm surprised that some that our that actors equity isn't insisting on testing not because of the ineffectiveness of the vaccine, but because of what that does for the mindset of actors. Yeah. You know, um, we've realized that the symptoms of COVID are full spectrum. Yeah. Um, and like you were saying before, people are already, already going to be vocally fatigued going right. back into these old theaters in, into like an incubator um, that, w- that already creates sickness and now on top of that it's our responsibility to be able to distinguish for ourselves whether we're tired from singing eight shows a week now right or if now i have a sore throat because i'm coming down with covid right i i I can't believe that that wasn't a consideration and we don't know how people's bodies are going to react to after going and being 
out of work for so long and then going into like an extremely strenuous yeah schedule i mean since you you start rehearsals next week yeah how are you feeling are you like i mean you've been <laughs> <laughs> loaded question <laughs> <laughs> um i'm so excited um, i i'm so excited and grateful um to have um a job to have a show to go back to to have a show that that um will carry new meaning and um bring a depth um to the industry that it did before and even more so now mm -hmm. in in the new context of the world that we're living in um i had the opportunity to stay dancing and stay creative um this whole year with performance puzzles so i feel like um stamina wise i'm ready um and then i had a cool opportunity to be performing with uh, Speakeasy, that show that's oh, been yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Bond 54. Uh, yeah, yeah. 45. Uh, 45. It's hard. Yeah, Bond 45. And I, when I first started, and I just did like um, one number for a couple of weekends, and I've been mm -hmm. in and out. Um, it's a really cool variety show at, at Bond 45. Um, and, but I realized my first weekend, the adrenaline was so crazy in my body. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I just was using so much energy and, and so much, um, like I was just pushing, you know, and I, right. it, I was singing one song, <laughs> but it yeah. just was like over, it was overwhelming. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like, I could, I had no practice of, of being comfortable in that, totally. that, you know, insane magical exchange of energy between the audience and live, uh, and live performers. Um, the second weekend I was I was much better I was like oh my gosh I just need to chill, chill. out um, but that's something that I think uh, a lot of people will probably experience there's yeah. just going to be this like pent up um, not only excitement but the adrenaline's going to be through the roof yeah for performers it's, and that an adrenaline is exhausting on, yeah. on your body yeah and it's it's like it doesn't it like but it's you you lose like awareness of what's going on like for sure you, you have yeah. no idea how much you're you're pushing or or how much like um of your musculature you're engaging right. in order to accomplish what therefore becomes a little bit easier when you're in you know a long-running show yeah and get into a groove yeah no i mean i'm it's like i'm sure it's very like excited and scared feeling it's like okay here we go yeah we're back what do you like what are you most looking forward to about starting up again um i'm most well, I'm most looking forward to performing on stage with that company. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. For most of the pandemic, I didn't listen to the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. yeah. And last week on my time off, I, f I started listening to it for the first time. And every time I started crying, like every song, <laughs> I was like, how am I going to get through this? Yeah. <laughs> like everything. I was like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful moment. I can't, I'm anticipating this. But I think for me, I'm like... Uh, that moment when Andre de Shields crosses stage for the first time in you know in silence mm -hmm. his prowl um I I think it's going to be Broadway history as it is every night you know yeah, he yeah, makes yeah, it yeah. historical every evening but the first time back um I mean before it was the moment after we um the Tony Awards when he had won and mm -hmm. he did the, and he did the um the walkthrough but um, just to be in, in his presence and the presence of my fellow castmates mm -hmm. who are, you know, all legendary in their own way, um, led by, you know, 
the god of Andre de Shields. Mm-hmm. I mean, I practice at the church of Andre de Shields. Like, <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, I, he's he's unbelievable. But um, everybody is in that room because they've they have some sort of quality um, that supports that, or that that goes hand in hand with what he um, is just excelling and, and portraying and uh, such a beautiful example of. Um, but everybody in that company has elements of that. And I just can't wait to engage with all of those people again. Well, and it will be history making yeah. the first yeah. musical to return. For sure. Just snuck in there. I know that we love that. We were like, we were like, yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I loved it. I was like, such a big deal about the 14th and then oh oh the 14th uh well see you on the second well, it was already yeah. very confusing you know the, the mask mandate went away all yeah. of a sudden um government was saying oh everything can open up now and that was like in may yeah, yeah. and everybody was scrambling um and hadestown had already had the korean production um scheduled and then they have already had their first you know the hopeful idea of starting their tour Mm -hmm. in the fall so as much as i think it's like as much as i love the campaign of the reigning best musical returning is i think we also will be the longest best longest reign yeah yeah yeah, longest (laughs) but i love that campaign idea but i think it also like was just the only way to squeeze in the broadway company oh yeah in the fall without it being pushed like closer to the to the end of the year yeah which i'm grateful for but also, it's it was it was a little fierce. It you know, it's you totally know I mean? fierce. Are you kidding? <laughs> I want like a reigning best musical T-shirt, like <laughs> September second opening. Just crown it, <laughs> crown it. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Uh, so talk about back to school. We have some back to school questions. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's take this back to like middle school. Okay? Oh my God. High yeah. School. Okay. Yeah. Trapper uh, keeper. What item of clothing did you treat yourself to for your first day back? Okay. Well, I'm the youngest of four. Uh-huh. So I, I have two older brothers. So I never, ever got something new. Like I never got new clothes. Never? I mean, rarely, uh-huh. like rarely. But I, I, I do, I do remember like in middle school time, like f- being able to pick out like a, a new outfit for first day of school. I mean, what would I've, what would I have picked out? I mean, probably something like boldly pink and yes. like unapologetically pink. We love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Christine Ebersol would have been very pleased. <laughs> um, but nothing specific is coming to mind. Just pink. Just a, probably a, a pink palette. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Blush and bashful. 
you can never be too sure. In Wisconsin, like it, w- it we were starting school in August or September, it, it could have been summer or winter clothing. Oh, sure. Totally, yeah. <laughs> day to day changing. Yeah. Multi-purpose. Okay. What's most important supply wise? The pen with the four different inks, uh, journals or highlighters? Highlighters. Highlighters. I love a highlighter. Highlighter. Yeah. yeah. A pink highlighter. A big, uh, all of them. I mean, all those <laughs> colors are bold and beautiful. Um, I, I do love the pen with different colors, but yeah. I actually, I, I really loved um, back in the day, those Uniball, the individual colored pens. Uh-huh, do you like remember those? Gel pens. Yeah, they were yeah. like, they were silver and then oh, yeah, yeah. they had a the oh, little yeah. top with like the color on it. Uh-huh. Those were cool kid pens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but highlighter will, all, will never go out of style. No, never. Do you remember Timeless. the triangle that had like the, uh, like the yellow, blue, and then like green? And oh, yeah. Like, like it looks off. like a fidget spinner. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh like yeah. Triangle yeah. caps. Oh wait, the, you mean the triangle highlighter? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Classic. But that is. But speaking of classic, that is like guaranteed to open up in your backpack and like ruin part of it. Yeah. Too many lids. Yes. Too many lids. Uh-huh. You're gonna get blue highlighter on like on your butt. Also, <laughs> I feel like I feel like those highlighters are like classic like bulk order from like custom whatever.com with like your uncle's like lawn <laughs> mowing business like phone yes. number on yeah, them yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very like you marketing. got them at like the county fair or something yeah 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 <laughs> yeah okay uh what's the best crayon color name like, well i okay cause i feel like crayons also um crayons have great names and paints have great names yes. and i choose all my paints based on great names okay. um and my favorite um in like the first apartment that I had in New York, uh-huh. I painted like the entire front hallway yes. and kitchen a color called Poolside. Poolside. Ooh. Yes, oh, it was lovely. a really great blue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I bet it'd be it'd be a great crayon too. Poolside. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you pack your lunch or did you buy the hot lunch? Mostly a packed lunch. Uh-huh. Um, into high school, then I would like then I would buy lunch, but I hated. I hated cafeteria oh, food. They were terrible. Terrible. Oh my god. Yeah, but I, I loved the cookies. Like, did you did you guys have this? Maybe this was just specific to the Midwest, but we had like undercooked, like not crispy enough sure. cookies <laughs> that were like a dollar. Yeah. Um, that that the cafeteria um, made. I was like, these are terrible for you. Now I feel that, but in high school I was like, "Oh yeah, one a day Just at like, least." Give me all the. I only it was very eat like. For lunch. Give me yeah. base. It's basically cookie dough. Yeah. It was yeah. very like dependent on what this lunch schedule was. What I was eating. The most healthy like popcorn chicken day. Forget it. Oh yeah, yeah. You had popcorn chicken in oh, Iowa. Yeah, in high Thurs- school. Thursdays okay. was always chicken day. It was either chicken patty or chicken nuggets on Thursdays. Oh wow! Yeah. Love a chicken patty. Love a chicken patty. Uh, I love chicken nuggets. Uh, yeah. Nuggies all the time. Yeah. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, favorite class period. Um, you know what I really loved in high school? I loved my photography class. Oh, did Ooh. you have like a dark a dark room? room? Yeah. Yes. I know. I feel like every um, sitcom that has to do with high school right now, all the drama happens in the dark room, and oh, it's yeah. it's totally true. Oh it's, my God. I mean, I would I imagine. Did you kiss anyone in the dark room? <laughs> no. <laughs> did you no. Want to kiss anyone in the dark room? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> what an amazing fantasy! Yes. Yeah. Very I mean, sexy. and yeah, and, and like the magic of like the the. The picture revealing itself. Yeah, like yes, dipping like it in that. the liquid. It's old school magic. Yeah. 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 Hanging totally. it up. And like there was, yeah. It, there was something that I w- will always remember about, like, the magic of photography class. Oh, it's great. Uh, what's some advice that you would give your younger self going into their first day of school? 
Well, this is something that I, I like. I try to teach in performance puzzle too. Like, um, it's not your job to fit in. You know, it's not your job to try to fit into a clique or um, somebody else's expectation. Um, but it's really to figure out like who you are, what you love, and and make the most of that. Um, and if you don't find, you know, it's only a matter of time before that does actually fit someplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you have to have some sort of faith and belief that you will eventually find a fit that that works for you. Um, you know, for me, that took on the form of like all the nerdy theater choir kids. Um, and I'm so grateful for that because um being the youngest of four, like my brothers grew up in the same high school, all athletes, all like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that group and, and athlete, athletics naturally create a, their own clique. Yeah. Um, and I was very athletic all the way through middle school. And then, you know, the high school season was the same as the, the musical, uh-huh. um, or the basketball season was the same as the musical. And, and I, of course, was choosing to do the musical. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, but I'm so grateful that I like stayed true to that path. I mean, it, I, it's created a, a career f- for me, which um, uh, which I'm super grateful for, and has like always engaged a, a passion in um, in me. But also because my friends from high school, and and I feel very lucky to be able to say this, are so cool. Yeah. Um, in a in a full spectrum of careers um, and experiences now. Um, we're still very close and I don't see that being the case for a lot of those other, um, groups um, of students. So I would just, uh, continue to pass that on to my younger self. Like don't, don't feel the pressure or need to try to fit into someplace else that you won't fit and you're not meant to and, and try to have some belief that eventually you'll find where you fit. Yeah. Tim, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, we're going to be following you throughout the series, but where can people follow you on social media or find out more about Performer's Puzzle? Yeah. On Instagram, you can follow me at Timothy R. Hughes um, and check out Performer's Puzzle at at Performer's Puzzle or performerspuzzle.com slash join to get more information. Um, We'll be dancing live once a week into the fall um, and everything can be, every class can be downloaded. I actually have the archive from this whole year. You could take any of the classes that I've already taught um, if you are interested in becoming a member. It's it's really fun. I had like from students from Mexico to Australia to Serbia. It's wow. just like a full spectrum of, of beautiful people and beautiful performers. Where those people are finding their community just like you did. That's, I hope so. I hope so. Thank you yeah. for saying that. Of course. Uh, well, you can find the podcast at Equity One Podcast on Instagram and at Equity One underscore on Twitter. Send us an email at equityonepodcast at gmail.com for all of your inquiries and questions. And uh, head on over to the Apple Podcast and give us a five-star review. Elliot, where can we find you at? You can find me at Elliot Maddox on everything. Caleb? And you can find me at Caleb Dickey on everything. And until then, cheers. 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 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.